from the Montclair State University Film Forum. This is Film Forum Extras. Learn about independent filmmaking from pre-production to distribution through the expertise of esteemed film professionals. Join us every week for behind-the-scenes discussions with directors, producers, writers, and more. And we are back here on Film Forum Extras, and today we have Dan O'Meara in the studio. So, hello, how are you? Very well, how are you? Doing good. So, first things first, this is a question I always ask every guest here for Film Forum, is like, how did you get started in the industry? Like, what made you want to pursue, like, film in terms of being a producer and stuff like that? Well, I, I went to Loyola College of Baltimore, and I studied English there. Uh, when I graduated, I was a high school English teacher for a couple of years, and but I had it in my head that I wanted to pursue film, and I didn't have any connections in the industry. So I started out as a, I moved back to New York, and I became a production assistant. And on the first day that I was working on the first film that I ever worked on, I met a guy who was the son of Tom Bernard at Sony Pictures Classics. Mm -hmm. He explained to me what a distribution company was, and I went to intern there. Later that week, I started an internship there. And that's how I sort of figured out who did what in the entertainment industry, what a producer was, what a distributor was, what agents did, and all of that. So what attracted, to you, attracted you to uh, producing rather than well, directing I, or something more creative? Or? Yeah, so the first, I mean, I always knew that I, 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 I always knew that I wasn't a director. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think visually. I'm, I, you know, I, if anything, I'm much more attracted to the material, uh, to the screen, to screenplays that aren't even necessarily cinematic. I just love the writing, and um, so I knew I wasn't going to direct, and that really wasn't. But but what I I would read these scripts that were sort of like dark indie scripts that I loved. But the only way to do anything with them was to get them financed and make them, and. So the advice that I was getting is like, you've got these scripts and these guys that you're trying to, I was trying to manage for a little while, but the kinds of writers that I was interested in were not gonna be the kinds of writers that would you know, get a spec script or anything like that, get hired. They were like playwrights and poets and you know, and so, but I love their, their, the scripts that they were writing and so I knew in order to do anything with this, I have to get these films financed and make them. So that's how I got started down the road of producing. Awesome. And as a producer, I have here, what do you, I know you went a little bit over it just now, but what do you look for in like a screenplay like when you're like reading and you're like, oh, that's going to work. That's going to be successful. Yeah. Well, so now I'm a, I work in distribution. So I produced films for years. Um, and I, I suppose I still do at, at Neon. Um, Neon is a film company that distributes, you know, uh, narrative films and documentaries and foreign language films. We did uh, I, Tanya. We did this film, Three Identical Strangers. Um, and what I do, I focus mainly on documentary. Um, when I was producing um, for a long stretch of time there, you know, a lot of it was scripts that I read that just the writing jumped out at me and I said, I have to see this come to life. Um, things where I thought, you know, in particularly in the case of the indie narrative stuff, things where I thought we, would, we might have some luck with casting, and these were sort of juicy roles that actors would be interested in, and based on their involvement, I might be able to get the films financed. And then I sort of moved over to documentary and started producing documentaries, and my interests were in, a lot of my interests were in politics, and I just felt like this, the, the stuff that I was interested in, I could pursue it through documentary. So that's how I sort of 
I did a bunch of documentaries. I did this film, Freakonomics. Uh, I did a film called By the People, The Election of Barack Obama for yeah. HBO. And, uh, and then have sort of since gone on to now work in documentary distribution acquisitions. And so how did you get the funding for all these films that you produced at such a young age, you know? Um, well, I got them from really high net worth people. Mm -hmm. um, in each case, you know, like a, um, a banker or some media guy who, you know, w would write a check for a couple hundred thousand dollars. Initially, the first two films that I made were $150,000 budgets, um, and then it sort of graduated after that. Um, sometimes the film would come to me with financing. You know, mm -hmm. the director would have family money or something. He'd say, I got this money, I want to make this film, and I would get hired to produce it. Most of the stuff, though, that I, you know, the, the really dark sort of indie stuff that I was interested in, I had to I had to attach an actor, and then I had to go sort of sell an investor on the idea of, of funding uh, the film. And so it was private equity financing. Mm -hmm. That's the, the nitty-gritty that most uh, film producers and directors who come in here, they don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. They like right? to talk about the creative and the uh, and what what their heart is telling them with the film. It's like, no, this is the straight business of it. Um, so we're viewing uh, Three Identical Strangers tonight. Yeah. Uh, but one of the more popular films of yours, in my opinion at least, is I, Tanya. Right. Um, how did that come about? Where did the connection with Tanya come from like who knows her who knows the whole story yeah so i tanya was a film that neon the company i work for uh acquired at toronto film festival it was finished finished film and we acquired it uh toronto 2017 and released it uh, a couple months later in december because they wanted to qualify it for academy awards consideration in 2017 and so you know, it wound up being a very successful film. It got nominations. It got one win. Um, the the group of people that made that film, um, you know, from the screenwriter, he had a relationship with somebody who knew Tanya. Um, I think that was a long process where they had to approach her and uh, get her to agree to let them. I think she needed to read the script and get a sense of what kind of story they were telling. And, uh, you know, naturally, she's been approached by a lot of people, and she wanted... She was guarded about, from what I know of this, she was guarded about doing it, and she saw that he was interested, this, this screenwriter, in, in making a film that was told from her point of view and was not just about the incident, but rather was about her, her experience, you know, her childhood and her marriage and her relationships, her relationship with her mom. And, and you know, I think that was a, a much-needed film because when people think of Tiny Harding, now they think of her on... Um, that, that show where they make fun of funny videos. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, the story of three identical strangers, how were you involved? And um, were you just on the business side? Were you a little bit more, your feet were wet in this film? Uh, I'm really excited to see it, by the way. I know, this I'm really, really interested really cool. in this. this uh, yeah, it's a really great concept. So yeah, so this was a documentary that we saw at Sundance last year. Um, it was produced by CNN Films, and you know we knew them, and they had been telling us they had two films in the festival, um, RBG, mm -hmm. and uh, Three Identical Strangers, and you know I thought that RBG would be the film that we would be 
without having seen it that we'd be interested in acquiring because there's so much sort of political energy. And I thought, you know, if we buy this film and release it theatrically, we're going to be able to do some business and people are going to, it's going to be an important film. People are going to want to come out for it. I didn't really understand what Three Identical Strangers was until uh, I saw it. Um, one of the things that tipped me off to the fact that I might like it is that it was produced by this company called uh, Raw in the UK. And they produced one of my favorite documentaries, uh, The Imposter, which is a film that you should definitely check out. Um, and it's very similar in terms of the, you'll see the, the reenactments and the sort of pacing and sort of blurring the line between fiction and nonfiction. And I said, if the people that made The Imposter made this, then I'm gonna be interested in this. And of course, I saw it at the first screening and went back and told the rest of uh, you know, my team that, uh, and my boss, Tom, that we should, they should all go check it out. So we bought that film and uh, released it this summer. Uh, we came after RBG and Three Identical Strangers. Um, you know, those were big, high-grossing documentaries uh, that did very well, better than anyone expected. And we were the one of the three films, we were the one that didn't have a, well, a celebrity. We didn't have Fred Rogers and we didn't have Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We had the story of these three guys. And we were worried that people wouldn't understand what the film was about and, or if the secrets of the film got out, people wouldn't be interested in seeing it. But it was all on word of mouth. The film, people would see it and then come out and tell all of their friends, you have to see this movie. And so it wound up doing very well for us. It made like $12 million and uh, it's in the awards conversation and everything. My involvement is a, a little bit of everything. I go out on the festival circuit with the director and you know watch him do sort of his Q and A's and listen for what the audience is interested in and what they like about the film and sort of help him through that process. I do a little bit of publicity, a little bit of strategy, marketing stuff, um, awards strategy stuff. Um, I wasn't involved with the making of that film. I wish I, I had been. Um, that's the kind of film that, you know, uh, you know, if I had made that film, I could have stopped right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So, um some advice to film students such as myself and uh, other uh, film students that want to get into producing um, in terms of uh, starting out and stuff. Do you have any advice for them? <clears throat> yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, figure out who the, I would start with, figure out who are the producers of the films that you're most interested in, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and, and, and figure out where they're, you know, where they're based and who their employees are. And, you know, it's, it's all, when I got into this, it was like 2000, 2001, right? I was like, had an AOL account and I was trying to figure out everything online. Now, now it's, everything's connected and you, it's, it's pretty easy to sort of create, to get a clear picture of who the, who are the people you might want to work for or intern for or learn from, right? And, you know, the best way to become a producer I think, is to go work for a producer and learn what they do. I didn't do that. I sort of dove right in. Um, you know, if I had it to do over again, I might, uh, I might go back and work for uh, a production company. Uh, uh, but I, I sort of just dove right in. I didn't know what I was getting into. They said, we need to raise $200,000. I said, I can raise $200,000. I didn't realize just how hard that was going to be. Um, and how taxing that was going to be, and it wasn't going—I wasn't going to make any money. And um, but I did it, and I did another, and then it led to a career in producing. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Uh, but those first three or four years, I didn't know what I was doing. I made a lot of mistakes. I was arrogant. I didn't take advice. Uh, I didn't have really any mentors. I was just sort of doing what I was doing, and I would do it differently. Did you have sort of a producer idol, like you were talking about, find mm. someone who you, you like, a producer, and their work? That's a good question. Mm. I don't think I did at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I've since, there's, there's all sorts of producers that I've since sort of, I remember um, the director, Ted Demi, um, I don't know if you remember him. He made Blow. He made oh. uh, Beautiful Girls. Okay. And he was producing a lot of movies. He's Jonathan Demme's cousin. Uh. He had a production company. He since passed away, Ted Demme. But he had a production company. Uh, there was an internship there. And I had a choice to make between taking a second internship. I had just done one for a year at Sony Pictures Classics, unpaid. And I wanted to get a job, a paying job in the entertainment industry. He offered me an internship, or they offered me an internship, and I was like, I can't do it. I went and worked for this law firm because they were the one place that was willing to pay me a salary. Uh, and I sort of went, by working for in an entertainment law firm, I learned the contract side of things, and I worked to rep the, the, learn the representation side of things, and I met a lot of people. But had I taken that internship, I might have learned how to produce uh, great films. I might have learned how to, you know, uh, identify great material. Um, I didn't do that. And so the advice I would give to somebody is give yourself a lot of runway to intern. <laughs> mm. Because, uh, yeah, getting paid work in the entertainment industry is very difficult. And um, if you can get in somewhere and just make yourself useful to somebody who you want to, you know, you can learn something from, uh, it, it will lead to ultimately them elevating you or introducing you to someone who can pay you and as long as you, you keep learning that's the that's the key i think yeah. awesome um uh, well that's all the time we have for today but um really insightful and um thank you for joining us dan it was a pleasure having yes, you yes thank you, you. Thanks so for having much me. if you are interested in today's discussion drop by the montclair state university film forum tuesday nights at seven in the school of communication and media